Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Alexander Peterson. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I will start by giving you an overview of what has happened in the markets. On Friday, the S&P 500 index gained 1.7% in regular trading, led by consumer discretionary and information technology. The S&P has now risen each of the past four weeks, something that has only happened 14 times before in the past 60 years. On average, 12 weeks later, the market was up 5% and higher 86% of the time. The Nasdaq 100 rose by 2.1% on Friday, Treasury yields were little changed and the bond curve remained deeply inverted, with the 10-year Treasury yield at 2.84%. On Friday, US-listed China stocks were volatile after some of the Asian nation's largest state-owned companies announced plans to delist from American exchanges. These companies include China Life Insurance, PetroChina and China Petroleum and Chemical Corporation. The big news this morning is also related to China. Its central bank, in a surprise move, cut its policy rate by 0.1% as data highlighting its economic travails was released. Data showed China's retail sales, investment and industrial production for July all missed economists' estimates. Chinese bond yields and the offshore yuan fell. Asian stocks were off sessions highs on Monday and the dollar rose as investors reacted to the news. Turning to Japan, the data released showed that its economy grew by 2.2% on an annual basis in the second quarter, missing estimates but accelerating. First quarter GDP was revised to an expansion from a prior contraction held by a weaker yen and continued stimulus by a resolute bank of Japan. The Nikkei 225 index has outperformed peers and erased its 22 losses. West Texas Intermediate crude is trading at $91 a barrel. Saudi Aramco posted the highest profit by any listed company globally. Quarter net income jumped 90% to $48.4 billion, driven by high crude prices and production. Gold is down 0.4%, and in the digital asset world, Bitcoin is hovering around $25,000 US dollars. Also, the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey would be open to a review of the central bank's mandate after Foreign Secretary Liz Truss criticized its approach to inflation, citing a person familiar with the situation. Earnings season is still ongoing, with some notable companies reporting this week, including Walmart, Target, Home Depot, and Tencent. And on Wednesday, the U.S. Federal Reserve will release the minutes of its last meeting. That's it from me. I'll now hand over to Menzer Pochinsi, Head of Technical Analysis, with the latest on technical analysis. Good morning, everyone. This is Menzer Pochinsi uh, talking about uh, technical analysis. We have three topics to cover today. First of all, the yield curve, which continues to invert in the U.S. We took a closer look at it, and uh, what we have found out is basically that the signal value has diminished. So since 1974, an inverted yield curve in the US, meaning that short-term interest rates are higher than long-term interest rates, has not produced declines in the S&P 500, but rather flattish returns. So when we look at the overall market, uh, we see two important signals here for equities. So first of all, breadth has improved dramatically. The cumulative advanced decline line of the S&P 500 has risen to a new all-time high. 
So this is a very strong leading indicator that there is broad-based demand for equities. Secondly, we are seeing an outperformance of the S&P 500 against safe haven assets as bonds and gold, indicating healthy demand from investors. So we think that the recovery and the improvement in the US equity market can continue. Moving over to the currency markets, uh, we are seeing a medium-term top in the US dollar. So we are downgrading our rating to neutral. We are recommending closing US dollar long positions and are expecting a broad-based consolidation. Now you might ask, is it time to buy the euro? Will the euro enter a bull market? Uh, when we look at the charts, we have to say no. The euro is most likely not entering a bull market. And one of the reasons for this is that Eurosuisse continues to make new lows. That's all from our side. Back to you. Thank you very much, Menzo. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Market Podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.